Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today News, and in this session, I'm joined by Dan Nader, who's a Chief Product Officer at Theta Lake. And today we're going to be discussing how Microsoft Teams reaches all areas of an enterprise nowadays, which can often result in Teams admins locking down features. Now, Dan's going to offer his expertise and explain how your organization can enjoy unrestricted usage, leading to better end user adoption and productivity, and of course, compliance management and less risk. So stand by, folks, for a really insightful session, and uh, we'll kick on. Welcome, Dan. How's it going? Great. Thank you. Good to see you, Dan. Uh, really interesting today's topic. I know it's, uh, it's, it's certainly right within uh, your wheelhouse over at uh, Theta Lake. So, I mean, first of all, Dan, could you start by just explaining uh, why Microsoft Teams is fundamentally different from other unified communications platforms and, and, and collaboration platforms for that fact? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of great platforms out there, but I think uh, Microsoft uh, has dominant market share because they started with things like Exchange and Outlook and SharePoint and OneDrive, and they've added Teams, uh, Viva Engage, lots of other platforms, and they've done a good job allowing users to share content back and forth, uh, launch one app within another app, um, and so it becomes very easy uh, to collaborate across all of the different platforms. So that makes it really powerful. It's easy to use and it's just a single platform to manage. Yeah, it certainly feels like a work hub nowadays, doesn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's got so much in there. It's a real ecosystem of applications and, and automations and all sorts of things happening nowadays. So yeah, far beyond that kind of usual unified communications kind of platform. So. I mean, Dan, you mentioned that, you know, um, it, it interfaces with a range of Microsoft 365 applications. And then we've got SharePoint in there. We've got OneDrive. And now we've even got Viva Engage. Can you elaborate on how that integration piece enhances the overall productivity and, you know, user experience within organizations? Yeah, sure. It's just a lot easier for users to be in one app or one suite of apps. If you have to go from your email program to your chat program to uh, you know, some file stored somewhere else. It just takes time. It's confusing. Uh, the interfaces are different. And so it's really easy to stay within that ecosystem. I can switch uh, between my email app and share somewhere. Um, I don't need to get retrained on, you know, new applications. Most of the Microsoft apps kind of uh, work the same. And so I can kind of boost my productivity by staying within one app. Um, and so uh, it's good for IT people, but it's also good for the end user. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine from an IT admin point of view, it's it's far easier to manage one, uh, you know, or the, app, the, the, the estate of applications in one place that, than it is otherwise. And yeah, certainly from productivity wise, single pane of glass. I think we've been hearing that for a lot, a lot of years nowadays, but Microsoft Teams really did kind of um, fulfill that vision, I suppose. I mean, Dan, why, why is it crucial to ensure that Teams is fully deployed and, you know, without uh, restrictions? Yeah, uh, the, the thing that we've seen is in regulated user spaces, um, there's there are concerns about being able to retain and supervise that content. And um, what we found is most users aren't bad uh, they don't intend to do bad things. They just want to get their jobs done. Um, now, if you disable uh, uh, features for them, uh, they're going to try to do it some other way. And and the good news for them and the bad news for 
for the firm is that these platforms now they're democratized, right? They're consumerized. Anyone with a credit card can get their own app, right? Anyone with a credit card can sign up and get uh, one of these UC tools uh, to use on their own. So perversely, uh, by turning off features and, and not allowing them to be used because you're concerned that you won't be able to retain or you won't be able to supervise, you actually make the, the problem worse because now you've got communications that's happening outside of your control and communications that you might not even know are happening. Yeah, that, and that's a key point. You're driving the wrong type of behavior, aren't you? Almost towards that shadow IT uh, badge that I suppose we've given it that, you know, when it, when we deploy, you know, or start using WhatsApp in groups and things like that and start exactly. putting files, you know, critical you know, business files, confidential information, I can imagine, uh, across these platforms when they shouldn't be. So, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, this one, isn't it? And, and you know, many organizations, especially in regulated industries, have, have concerns about compliance, haven't they? And, and when using these collaboration tools like Teams, uh, especially, so how does Theta Lake address these con compliance concerns while still allowing the, you know, the un unrestricted experience of teams? Yeah, I mean, we're literally enabling technology, right? There is a strong desire from the business to leverage the productivity um, and the ease of use for these tools. Uh, they want to communicate with their prospects, with their partners um, in a way that is um, uh, very easy to do, right? And so when uh, one part of the firm says, hey, you can't use these tools. Uh, the other part of the firm who probably bought the tools says, look, my productivity is worse. Um, I'm losing ROI. You know, I'm paying full price for these tools, but now I, I can't use half of them. Right. Uh, I was talking to someone probably about five or six weeks ago. We were we were uh, talking about exactly this issue where um, maybe the compliance team is not comfortable with certain features being used. And he said, oh, my God. We live that every day. We buy a Porsche, uh, but then the compliance team gets their hands on it and we end up with a Kia, right? And so nothing wrong yeah. with the Kia, but if you're paying for a Porsche, you know, you want to get full value out of it. And so with Theta Lake, we can talk to both sides. We can uh, help them understand that they can, in fact, turn on all of these features. And we do have the technology uh, to capture all of the content to capture everything that they need um, and make sure that they can retain it and then supervise it later. So it becomes win-win for everybody. We can uh, uh, make it uh, such that the company feels confident that they can turn on all of these features in a fully compliant way and then the business gets to use them the way they were intended. Yeah, I can imagine this is very much about striking a balance, isn't it? Um, between you know keeping them switched on but staying compliant. You know, I imagine that's quite tricky. You know, I mean, what are you doing to kind of you know, you know bring that balance? What kind of you know how? What's your, your you know uh, advice to organisations that you know understand that but you know feel that they might not be able to do that? Yeah, I mean that's that's the main issue, right? It's our job to convince all parties that we can make this win-win uh, for them, right? We can deploy smart capture technology to pull in um, all of the information to ensure that they are going to be compliant. We, in fact, even make it easier for them to search for things uh, after the fact, right? To go back to the first question, if you have um, phone calls and text messages and chats 
and meetings. Um, in a lot of firms today, those uh, different types of content are actually being held in different repositories. And so it's a challenge uh, to be able to find everything that you're looking for. And so um, we can pull all that in. We can normalize it and make it easy for you, again, not just to capture and retain it, um, but also to make sure that you can find what you're looking for after the fact. Yeah, it's a really interesting topic. I mean, we talk a lot about productivity, don't we, nowadays? It's all about productivity. You know, it's the, it's the year of AI now, and, you know, everyone's looking at AI to, you know, boost that productivity and hybrid work and all that kind of thing. It's, 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 it's tough out there. There's a lot of business challenges to, to adapt to these new demands. I mean, can we really improve productivity with this, you know, with a Theta Lake solution? Because I'm kind of, you know, wondering how, you know, it's a, it must be a challenge if, if someone's turned off all these features to be able to turn them back on. So, you know, do you, what kinds of experiences have you had with your customers or, you know, and, and have you seen any kind of real product productivity boosts afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I mentioned that we're enabling technology. We've had scenarios. Um, one customer has a few hundred thousand users and they were getting pushback on deploying um, in meeting chat. Uh, for Microsoft Teams. And it was because uh, the compliance team wanted to ensure that they could post disclaimers uh, into these chats. And so we worked uh, closely with them and with Microsoft uh, to, to develop a capability to allow them to do that, right? And once they did that, uh, they were able to roll it out to all of their users, right? And so everyone now had, again, a standard way of doing things, a standard way of collaborating, not just internally, um, but externally with their customers and, and uh, uh, with their uh, prospects as well. Um, I'd say that uh, there, there are a lot of different issues that people bring up. There are others who might have groups of users who are in different places. Maybe they've got a set of users in Germany. They've got a set of users in the U.S. and you know maybe one in, in Canada. And the rules for retaining that content um, can be different. And so, uh, you know, they look to us to bring technology that helps them be able to say, yes, look, we're meeting all of the rules and the regulations, right? So in that example, we can actually look at content that comes in and says, and say, oh, right, this is a German user. So we literally need to retain that content in Germany physically, right? Yeah. These American users, we can keep their content uh, in the U.S. And so the the flexibility that the architecture provides, again, makes it easy to turn uh, a concern uh, into uh, sort of a win uh, for them because they know that they can sort of satisfy their users and they can satisfy the requirements. But I will tell you, it doesn't even have to be as fancy as that. I mean, I, I'd say, you know, almost every uh, company we talk to, they struggle just with the basics, being able to capture all the chat, being able to capture you know, animations, edits, deletions, uh, yeah. capture information like join and leave time so they know when users are in a conversation and when they aren't. You know, not all uh, capture tools are created equal. And so a lot of them struggle because they miss little bits and pieces. And again, if you're missing some of that content, you know, it's as good as not having that content at all. Yeah, it's a fascinating uh, topic, this one, it's, 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 especially as I imagine you're right. There's, there's, there's probably some big features that you can't live without that are probably getting turned off, but there are lots of little things uh, that you can address to improve that productivity as you go along and just make, 
make those workflows flow a little bit smoother. So um, let's talk data loss. I mean, this is a, a, a really important point. I mean, uh, data loss is a, a real concern for a lot of organizations. So how does Data Lake assist firms in you know, minimizing data loss risks while ensuring that teams usage remains kind of unrestricted, if you will? Yeah, right now it's a big problem, right? You've got all of this uh, communication collaboration happening across uh, email and chats and videos and things like that. And so um, after ensuring that they can capture all that content, the next thing that firms generally want to do is uh, make sure that things aren't leaving the company, that that you don't have sensitive information, you don't have um, you know proprietary information or you don't have PII, right? That is either um, uh, inadvertently or purposefully being sent outside of the company. And so one of the things that we do really well is we're able to actually look at all that content and we've got a set of classifiers that can recognize when things are potentially problematic. So if I'm typing things uh, maybe in in-meeting chat, uh, or I say something over the phone, or I send something in a text. Maybe I include an account number, uh, a social security number, you know, something of something else that might be sensitive. Um, and we're able to flag that, and so we can do things like, in some cases, literally remediate it, remove it uh, off of the platform, or we can redact it such that in the record that we keep, uh, that sensitive information um, is not displayed. We can even do things like literally if we're uh, in a meeting and I hold up a document that uh, is proprietary, right, or confidential, um, we can flag the fact that I did that, right, because we're actually looking at the screen um, and we can tell when something inappropriate uh, is being shown or shared. In fact, uh, if I maybe share the wrong screen and I have a spreadsheet open, we can tell that it's a spreadsheet open and we can actually look at the spreadsheet and say, ooh, not only are you sharing a spreadsheet on the screen right now, but there's actually a column uh, full of account numbers and, and that's proprietary and you shouldn't do that. So we can flag wow. uh, that kind of information. That really is impressive that you can get you know to that level. Um, I'd love to see the uh, the dashboard you know, from an, an, an admin, I suppose, or monitoring point of view. Um, I mean, just thinking about the the wider Microsoft Teams, uh, sorry, Microsoft 365 ecosystem. What role does kind of Theta Lake play in the kind of supporting not just Teams, but the kind of broader spectrum of applications within the Microsoft suite? Yeah, um, Microsoft's not standing still, right? They work aggressively to introduce new features, yeah. to introduce new products. Um, we're fortunate in that we have very good relationship with them. Um, I think we were, are one of the only ones to have a true kind of certified integration for recording meetings. Um, but my team actually meets with their team very regularly. And we talk about um, things that are on their roadmap uh, that we might want to pay attention to. We share our roadmap with them so that we can make sure we're aligned. But our goal is to make sure that if Microsoft is releasing a, a capability or a feature that our customers are going to want to use, our goal is to make sure that we're going to be able to retain that content and we'll normalize it, make it look like everything else, and then make it available. So we work hand in hand um, on an ongoing basis uh, to make sure that that's happening. 
That's great to hear. So looking ahead, what trends or developments do you anticipate in the realm of kind of Microsoft Teams and collaboration tools? And, and how's Theta Lake going to continue to evolve its offerings to meet the needs of organizations? Yeah, well, you know, this wouldn't be an interview if we didn't say AI at least one time, right? So uh, I'll, I'll mention it now. I think that uh, Microsoft is aggressively working toward putting AI uh, into lots of uh, pieces of their product. And so uh, we're following along closely. We want to make sure that uh, we can help either in um, validating that someone has enabled a setting that might allow for generative AI uh, to to be on, um, maybe adding disclaimers that would let people know if there is um, uh, AI-generated content uh, being shared. Uh, and in our own product, right, we can leverage generative AI to have more natural language search to be able to pull in uh, all of this content. We can leverage summaries uh, to maybe look across um, a conversation. One of the things that we can do um, across Microsoft is we can link all of these things. So if you and I, um, maybe over a month, are, are sending each other uh, email messages, and then we're in Teams meetings, and we're uh, calling each other, and we're posting messages on, you know, Viva Engage, whatever it happens to be, we can actually link that all up, and we can show a true kind of across-the-board conversation that shows you the context of the calls, right? So if you send me an email that says, hey, let's talk about this, uh, and then you, uh, and then I send you a text message that says, hey, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, send it to me a different way? I can see all of those things. And so one of the things that we want to be able to do, other than just providing that full context and, and all of that unified replay uh, of the entire conversations, we want to be able to summarize that, right? We could leverage uh, AI to be able to say, look, over the last month, Rob and Dan were talking about these topics, right? And here are the things that they said. That makes it a lot easier for people who are trying to review uh, a lot of this content. Um, they can do it more quickly. They can get the gist of what it is. And then if they need to, uh, they can dive into um, all of the details uh, and and pinpoint exactly what it is that they're looking for. It sounds like things are going to get really exciting in your in your world. You know, with the advent of AI, Gen AI, and uh, just all this data and, and you know available to us, it's going to get really interesting. The product sounds like it's going to it's going to come on leaps and bounds in in you know with and and the potential is huge, isn't it? Absolutely. Hey Dan, thanks for sharing your expertise today. I've really really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And for our viewers, if you'd like to find out more on this topic, we're going to be delving into the wider Microsoft ecosystem in our forthcoming webinar, uh, which will air shortly after Microsoft Ignite 2023. So I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Dan, it's been really good talking to you once again. Uh, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. If you've got some good takeaways from today's session, do give us a quick mention on social. And don't forget to register for our up and coming Theta Lake webinar. And there's going to be a link down below. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.